0: Greetings, cinephiles. Are you looking for a movie analysis podcast that stands above the rest? Then look no further than Collateral Cinema, the only movie podcast that matters. We analyze good movies, we analyze bad movies, and yes, we also analyze the in-betweens of the world of cinema. So if you like what you hear, find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. And yes, my friends, we are 420 friendly. So when you listen to us, smoke Smoke it it if you've got got it. it. And now... Here's a new episode of Collateral Gaming. The show starts right now. I'm Ashley Chancellor. And I'm Megan Gomez. And this is Collateral Gaming.
1: everyone, and welcome back to Collateral Gaming, where we talk good games, bad games, and everything in between. And yes, friends, well, unfortunately I do not because it induces anxiety, this is a 420-friendly podcast. Welcome to our wonderful, beautiful episode of The Witcher.
0: Hell yeah. So today we are doing The Witcher 3. This is going to be part one of a two-part episode. Uh, I am midway through the game right now as we speak. I'm in Skellige. And I still have some Novigrad Ooh. stuff to do. But by part two, I hope to have completed the game completely so we can get into in-game spoilers. Uh, for this episode, we'll probably touch on the gameplay mostly.
1: Yeah. I mean, whatever you want to talk about. This is You're, you're the virgin player. I, I feel like <laughs> when we started this podcast, you were introducing me to everything. And now I'm the one introducing <laughs> you to games. And we're very backwards. And I love it.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and that's what it's all about. It's about us all picking games that um, and exposing each other to games or sharing a Bond experience over, in the case of a lot of Zelda titles. But in, in this case, uh, The Witcher is a video game series or actually a franchise that prior to this uh, last couple months, I had never touched. Uh, I'd never watched any of the the Netflix series, played any of the games, and uh, certainly haven't read any of the short stories or novels. But let me tell you, uh, I am engrossed. And that all started with this game. Um, yeah, this, this is definitely uh, one of the best video games I've ever played. I know it's, it's certainly regarded as one of the greatest video games of all time. Uh, it may very well be the best open-world action RPG I've played.
1: Wow, even over Red Dead?
0: Ooh, that is hard. Is Red Dead considered an action RPG, though? Is it an I, RPG? I don't know.
1: I know that there are, like, a lot of people, when they talk about, like, their favorite games and stuff, like, they kind of hold these two akin to each other um, just because of the mannerisms, I guess, of Geralt and of, you know, Arthur Morgan. So I, I don't, I, don't
0: know. I, I I think Red Dead is just an action-adventure, but they're similar, right? They're both open-world action-adventure games. Um, I, I got to say, men. <laughs> it, it, you know, if your question is, do I like this more than Red Dead? I certainly have invested more time into this game than I did Red Dead, which we covered back, uh, huh. I think, in, oh. in season one or two. Season two, I believe. We covered When we were young. When we were young, Woodhawks. <laughs> yes. But uh, <laughs> Megan, this was your pick. So go ahead and tell me about it your was. experience with this game um, and why you picked it.
1: Um, so I like Henry Cavill. He, he, I had to sneak him in there. Um, <laughs> I was a huge fan of the game. I have played it a lot on and off through the years. That I've, I've actually, I think I've only ever done like one full, like, ending playthrough. I it, it for me it's a lot like Skyrim. I think I've only ever completed Skyrim one time, but I have always put like hundreds of hours into it. This one I haven't played as much in my adulthood. I played it more a little bit more when I was younger. Um but I genuinely love Geralt and the the world building and the the storyline and and the I like the lore of the Witcher and I had been thinking about mentioning it for whenever we started to talk about the season. Cause I knew it needed to be done eventually. Um, but I know that also I, I do want to eventually talk about the show as well. Cause there's a lot to be unpacked there and this has multimedia. So not only do we have a game, there's also a book series and there's the wildly famous Netflix series. There's so much and they're all kind of in, tied in together and incorporated. And they all show different iterations of a very complex character. Um and I feel like it's a very complex universe that we hadn't quite delved into and I wanted to get some other bigger chapters out of the way before talking about like the monstrosity, the beautiful monstrosity that is The Witcher. And I was like, "Ash, it's time. I've been waiting patiently. We've done my favorite games. It's time to do one that none of us have really had too much exposure to except for sporadically over the years and it, it's it's time to go. Let's go. Let's roll."
0: <laughs> Hell yeah. Um. Yeah. So I had no exposure to this game at all. I'd heard of it. Uh, I'd even somebody had even told me that this was like the Legend of Zelda, but for uh, targeted yeah. towards a mature audience, and I can definitely see yeah. a lot of that. Although my hot take is that Zelda isn't really an RPG, um, except for no. Zelda Two. I
1: mean, I can agree. Yeah. Well, I mean also so the I, I don't know if you knew this or if you did any research before going into the game, but um the senior environment developer actually was very, very inspired by Zelda when making the environment for this game. So that's why it kind of feels very Velda Zelda esque is because like he okay. was heavily inspired by Zelda to make the world that he did and a lot of it was actually my favorite Twilight Princess.
0: Oh, fuck, yeah. Yeah, so this was developed by CD Projekt Red. This was their last big game, I think, before Cyberpunk, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Indeed-a-loo in 2015.
0: Yeah. So um, big, big difference in things. I know, as I understand, they actually are working on The Witcher 4 as we speak. Um, It is a thing that is happening. But The Witcher 3, I think, was such a huge deal uh, because it was actually the first in the series to adopt the open-world formula. So uh, from what I've heard, the previous two Witcher games uh, originally, I believe, were were PC games, uh, and they're a lot more linear. This was the one that actually expanded the world uh, and to date is one of the largest in-game worlds ever in video gaming.
1: <laughs> hmm Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of funny because I was thinking about it when getting ready for the podcast, and it's very... Um I feel like when comparing it to, like, other ones that we've done throughout the seasons, it I feel like God of War pulled a page out of The Witcher's book. Because the first two games are very linear, and then you jump into this open world, and it's the same exact thing with God of War jumping into the, the God of War 2018 game. Like, it's very similar, and I felt like that's another reason why I thought you would really enjoy it, because, like, you go from a linear story, which I did not – Play the previous two um but i i know quite a number of people that have and that might be you know i might get burned at the stake for that i'm sorry guys um but uh yeah i i was like it is interesting to look at especially later now that we're in 2024 and you know we're we're looking at back at some games you know we don't always just play the newest game we do delve back a little bit because there is lore to be had and fun to be had okay um oh and that's just, so yeah, much lore i was lore. like
0: God, that's why I went and started watching the Netflix series, actually. Because as I understand it, the Netflix series adapts the short stories and the books. Uh, The video games Mm -hmm. actually take place after uh, the books. Uh, And so, um, so, you know, it actually was kind of interesting starting playing The Witcher 3, getting introduced to some characters, and then going back and kind of watching, like, these characters' backstories in the Netflix series. And I haven't watched all the way through. I got up to season two. Uh, I I, I gotta say, uh, Henry Cavill is absolutely fantastic. Uh, I have not read the short stories or the book, so I don't have anything to compare it to, but I am enjoying the story as it's being told to me. And also, uh, that song is a fucking banger. Toss a coin coin to your witcher. Oh, oh valley of yeah, yes. plenty. Ab-
1: <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um and also uh Henry Cavill is a huge like he has poured mm-hmm thousands of hours into this game he is a huge 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 fan of this game and that was another reason why there's a a lot of moments especially as you're watching the Netflix show I feel like you'll see them um, where you'll see kind of some of the mannerisms that Geralt has in The Witcher 3 you'll see Henry Cavill actualize and pull those into the Netflix series and that's just another reason to love it another reason why I wanted to talk about it because I feel like you know we talk a lot about video games but we don't talk a lot about games that get pulled into like multimedia things like this and there's a lot of things that are going to be coming into development that you know we should get excited for um you know like the horizon series is going to be getting an adaptation um and there's a couple other big ones coming out soon um so i really wanted to kind of start delving into this and like the just the art that is like watching something that you've immersed your body and brain into into television media and watching it be done so beautifully is just oh I could go on for days. I need, we need to, can we please, please do a collateral cinema episode on The Witcher, please?
0: I mean, yeah, I would I would be down because, I mean, I, I'm really enjoying the series so far. I've heard that it has uh, made a lot of notable departures from its source material, and some people aren't very happy with that. But again, I got to say, just from the perspective of somebody who's watching this, I really enjoy it. And I did pick up on the fact that Cavill actually really um, emulated video game Geralt's uh, mannerisms in his performance. Like, I could tell. I'm like, no, this is the same character. He's playing him, like, in the video game. And I don't know how close that is to the depiction in the books um, or, you know, if the books are, are descriptive enough that um you know, but I I could definitely tell that there were elements of the video game uh, in his performance, and as I understand it, he's read the source material too. So, um yeah, I, I don't think that he would do anything that was too out of character. And yeah, I just got to say, yeah, I, I've this game alone actually, you know, before I even got into the the series, um, fully invested me into the lore. It um. It, it, it drew me in with its characters and just everything that's going on and what's kind of cool about this is that even though this is the third game in the series it doesn't rely too heavily on its predecessors yeah it doesn't rely too heavily on its predecessors in fact uh, a lot of the like in-game lore is in the game it's just <laughs> that was kind of a funny way of putting it hey the in-game lore is in the game what do you know um <laughs> but through the in-game lore like in like books and whatnot you can actually pick up on a lot of uh of the history of of the world and uh of certain characters and uh and that's really nice and you can find you know those books just about anywhere you go and so uh it's a good way to get you know up to speed on everything that's going on and i mean this is a standalone story although it is set with characters that have interacted in the past there's enough here you know, for you to get an impression and for, you, and for the story to be able to be told. Um, of course, we'll get into the story, I think, in part two more once we've, uh, or, or once I've actually completed the game and I, we can talk fully about spoilers, but the, uh, the gameplay is, is definitely uh, a big hook for me. I mean, I, I, I was actually really impressed by uh, the combat. Um, this came out last generation, and it still <laughs> looks phenomenal. I mean, I, I was impressed by like just the individual blades of grass, um, and I was playing this on PS5 in performance mode. So being able to um, to fight in you know all these different monsters in uh, sixty at sixty frames per second was definitely nice.
1: Oh God, I can only imagine. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, I was I was really Which, into it. I
1: will say we finally upgraded. Um we finally did. I Alan got a, a Series X and I have a Series S now. So so we're up to current generation on the Xboxes. Um we're not quite there with PlayStation yet because you know the federal government wants to fuck us in the ass with no lube, so it's fine. <laughs> Thanks, federal government. Love you thanks
0: bethy oh tell me about it i got actually after all the fees like turbotax fees or whatever which i guess i learned afterwards i could have avoided i don't know but i'm getting less than 100 dollars back um and a couple of years ago i got like over 2 grand so i guess i should be like happy everybody. that i wasn't overcharged this year and that the government only took what it needed to but i don't know man i was just i was just hoping to buy a new computer honestly <laughs>
1: Dude, I know. We're saving up for it, though. We're saving up for a new PlayStation because I'm, like, really anxious to play. And my poor PS4, man, I love that thing to pieces. And she has, she has made her journey. I think it's time for her to retire and just be just be a pretty little self-ornament. <laughs> poor thing.
0: <laughs> Perhaps so. Um, I know that I almost got to that point with my PS4, and that's when I finally buckled down and I got the PS5 on a payment plan. Uh, but, uh, I mean, Bo's still using my PS4 and it works great. You just got to clean the thing out every once in a while, I think. But I, I, knew, yeah, I, I knew, I knew like it was going to happen. I mean, that being said, my Xbox 360 still works and it, it, it didn't. My disk drive wasn't opening. So I took the plastic casing off and now the thing works. So go figure.
1: I saw that when I was at work and I was like, <laughs> what is he doing? And then I like read the text later and I was like, only Ash would have this ingenuity. Okay.
0: Okay. Well, I was trying to follow like the online instructions and it was like insert a paper clip or a safety pin here and it just wasn't working so I was like, well, let me try to like investigate and then oops, I broke the casing a little bit. Um and then I was like, you know what, let me just take all this off and it opened. And and I'm enjoying Fable 1 and 2 on my original Xbox 360 now. Uh, w- w- which is an interesting. Um, it's an interesting set of games to play alongside The Witcher Three because uh, they're both action RPGs, uh, open oh, yeah. world action RPGs, even. But um, yeah, The Witcher I gotta say is is just just puts almost everything else to shame with just how much there is to do in the game. Um, not only does the combat feel yeah. good, but like you know, like if there's just there's just so much to do.
1: Yeah, you probably won't complete this game in under 100 hours unless you're just doing straight story, straight up. Um, Yeah, I already hit over 100 hours. (laughs) Yeah, no, even if if you're a side quest or or a completionist, like 99% of Collateral is, you know, like we're all completionists. It's fine, it's casual. Um, Even Dan, shout out Dan, I know he's a completionist too. Just like the, the, even going into the side quest, like each, region has like its own like the side quests they may seem mundane, you know, but the each character has their own individual dialogue yes. and and like comments about the environment around them like that's kind of unheard of in a lot of things, like you know like you'll see it in like for example, um Alan and I have been playing Hogwarts legacy that was our Christmas gift to each other, um so we've been playing that, and you know like if you you know i I don't want to spoil anything for anyone, but let's say you kill something, right? Um, They'll be like, oh, heard you did this or heard you followed this person. And you're like, how the fuck did you hear about that? But it's 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 very similar to that. And this game just, you know, Hogwarts just came out last year. Um, So the fact that, you know, we're at this point and it's 2015 and they're like talking about the environment around them. It's, it's just so fucking cool, man. It's so fun. Like the, there's so many words that I feel like I have for this game, but yet like no word is enough. I don't know if that makes any sense.
0: I get it. I get it, because, and, you know, my thing is that, you know, my sense of completion is satisfied, because every time you go to a new area, there's a set of side quests uh, to undergo, and they're all, you know, they all have levels next to them, so you kind of know, like, when should I take on, and so I only take on side quests that I'm on the appropriate level for. And I try yeah. to do it in a logical way. So like, hey, I'm in the Velen region. I'm going to take care of all the Velen side quests. And even like when I'm on right. specific areas, um, once you get to Novigrad, it gets a little murky because some of the side quests are in Skellige. So I'm like, oh, man, maybe I should visit Skellige now and, and get some of those out of the way. So that's what I'm doing. And I finished, I, I think, the main quests in Novigrad. I just need to go back and and do all the side quest stuff. Uh, once I get to a good breaking point in Skellige quest line, but um, yeah, there's just sort of this like logic to it. But even doing that, even selecting side quests just based on what I'm close to and uh, what level I'm at, I'm finding that I'm actually over leveled. My character, like Geralt, is 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 significantly higher than the level of most of the of the the side quests in the game now uh, that are available to me. <laughs> and I know that the game actually yeah limits the amount of experience that you get whenever you take on two low level quests. So I'm like, damn. But I'm just so like into the world and there's just so many things. Even when you're just wandering around from point A to point B, you'll come across a a, a quick little quest on the way. Or you'll find like a monster nest or, you know, a pack of wolves will come after you. And you know, it's just there's just always something to do. This is one of the best Open worlds i've actually ever seen it's filled with life and and challenge. Um, you might come across an enemy that's too high level for you and you got to go nope the fuck out of there <laughs> absolutely one of my only complaints though is the game's autosave is not very good, so uh save frequently
1: yeah <laughs> yeah, definitely you know pull pull an old school um Uh, Old school. And just uh, make sure that you save every 30 seconds. It's fine. And double save. And triple save.
0: Yes. Yes, exactly. And that way you can save scum too because there are so many little decisions that can impact the world in ways that you can't yet imagine. Even in some of the side quests, you're dealing with moral quandaries. And, you know, there's sometimes there isn't a good option, you know? And even Geralt says... Uh, in the Netflix series, and he reiterates this in the game, I believe it's actually a quote from the short story, but um, he doesn't pick the lesser evil, He or he doesn't like to, he, you know, he'd rather just not pick at all. And yet, this game forces you into situations where you, right. you do kind of have to pick something. And, and in some ways, picking nothing is picking something, right? So... You know, the game kind of forces yeah, you to think. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I, I found myself frequently reloading saves because I didn't like the outcome of what I just did. So let me go try the other option. Oh, some
1: uh, of them are timed, which creates more panic.
0: Yes, yeah, and the timed ones, yeah. And I have to stop myself from, like, looking it up online because if you look it up online, it'll actually tell you, you know, like, this what this decision will do later on in the story. Because, for instance, with some of the main quest decisions, especially, you know, there's going to be some... Uh, event, you know, maybe 50 hours down the line as a result of the choice you made just now and you might get locked out of quests or I know there's one particular character uh that dies if you complete the side quest, you know, at before a certain other quest. But if you complete that other quest first, he doesn't die, but then you get locked out of a couple other quests. <laughs> So, you know, and, and there's other ones, too, like, um, just just decisions that you have to make. Even in, like, the tutorial area, I found myself, like, really questioning, oh like, my God, did yes. I do the right thing?
1: <laughs> yeah, this game will have you questioning every decision you ever make, but it's fine because it's beautiful.
0: Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and besides that, besides, you know, some of the big, like, story moments, just even in moment-to-moment gameplay uh as i mentioned before uh there is this really in-depth combat system uh the controls are a little wonky for a modern triple a game uh not bad just they're just they're just a little awkward they're a little off but once you get used to them they're fine and um yeah but there is just so much You know, inside of that combat system, like every single enemy in the game has a bestiary entry where it lists specific weaknesses. So you can apply like certain types of oil to your weapons uh, in order to inflict more damage Mm -hmm. against them. But they'll also be weak against certain uh, spells, which are called signs in this game uh, or a particular type of, Mm -hmm. of item. So uh, there's really kind of this strategic component especially on these Witcher, Witcher contract mentions where you know you kind of have to prepare yourself for a tough battle by uh by exploiting the enemy weaknesses and I actually am really drawn to that type of gameplay.
1: Yeah, no, it's 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 definitely um it's not something that you really experience in other games, you know. It's like sometimes, you know, you'll you'll have stuff where it's like, oh, you know, like in Zelda, for example. I'll I'll use that because it's the most prevalent thing I can think of. You know, you're going to the the fire temple, so make sure you have plenty of fire or, or ice arrows, and make sure that you have, you know, your 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 warm gear if you're going to the the you know the the cold parts. You know, all of that stuff. Um, but it's never really been, you know, as intense. I feel like as as The Witcher. Um, You know, make sure you have you, and then of course, you know, you've got your two swords. You've got your steel for humans, silver for monsters. Right. (laughs) Love that concept, and I think that's something that's so funny and so cool. Um, Yeah, I, I feel like it's it's it's. And I, I want to say like Monster Hunter-esque in a way, um, okay, but, yeah. but in its own unique way um, where, where you you specifically prepare in one manner for one specific thing. And then you're like, oh, well, what am I going to do now? Well, I'm prepared for this and I've just done this. So now I guess I have to go back, do this, and then do this. Like you have to think a little bit sometimes, which is nice. Like some games you get to go brainless, but the ones that you want to think about are the ones that are worth it in, in my personal opinion.
0: Yeah, 100%. I think I think that's why like I I really just kept playing with this and kept uh investing as much time into it as I did besides the fact that we're talking about it on the podcast and I have to. Um <laughs> but the reason I <laughs> wanted to keep going was was because of that. And you get introduced to that within the the tutorial area, you know, when you're preparing for the Griffin fight. It's just one of those things um in in, in preparation for this next, you know, uh boss type enemy you're going to fight and the game gives you you know the bestiary entry in advance for those types of enemies uh and you can even start to guess even when you face enemies in the world you know uh you can even start to figure out okay so this is like a this is a hybrid type enemy or an elemental type enemy so they're going to be weak against this particular oil and they're they're more than likely weak against this this sign or, or this item um yeah, I, I, I was just really, really getting into it and really enjoying uh, that strategic nature uh, of combat. And, and, you know, in addition to that, like I said, it's just a lot of fun to pull off. Now, anybody that knows me knows that I'm the type of guy that likes magic in games. I, so if, like, I have any game that has, like, a, like yes, a mage class, I'm going to go for that. Uh, if if there is... Absolutely, every time. Uh, yeah. You know, if there's this particular skill tree that focuses on that, that's what I'm going to go towards. Uh, and, and this game actually has that in the form of signs. Now, from what I've heard in the books and the series, uh, Geralt actually doesn't use a lot of signs. In fact, uh, signs are kind of seen, I think, in the mm-hmm. Witcher universe as not real magic, but like parlor tricks, you know, just simple things. Like, okay, you can light something on fire, um, like a candle, not like a crowd of humans, right? Like in the game. But I didn't, yeah. despite the fact that it's not lore accurate, you know, maybe I'm just kind of like seeing this as like, okay, here's an evolved version of, of Geralt past this point in the books. Or, you know, maybe this game, the games just kind of occupy their own universe because I had to, Put all of my money into the um, and, and into the skill tree for for signs, and I did. One hundred percent of all my equipped abilities right now are signs, and I'm have nothing but blue mutagens, large bl- blue mutagens <laughs> 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 equipped.
1: Large blue mutagens. <laughs> and,
0: and all most of my equipment is is uh, you know sign intensity. Uh, or has sign intensity perks, so I'm um, like my I can just blitz enemies down. Like I'll I'll just I love the uh, the flamethrower ability. <laughs> my holding down yes, the ignis absolutely, you know. And Me. also a Quinn is a lot of fun. Just being able to have that like yes. body shield on for that you know, especially if you're fighting an enemy that's quite a few levels above yourself, you want to have that on. <laughs> yeah, a witcher foo
1: sword off, if you will.
0: Right. You know, it, 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 it it's just really, really, really cool being able to kind of, like, experiment with these and then, like, okay, let me go to a place of power and, like, let me get, like, a sign upgrade. Okay, so I'm just going to fill my, my character tree out. And I'm I'm constantly switching out my build in order to be more effective against, you know, the enemies that I'm encountering in that area.
1: Oh, yeah. And you have to, like, constantly think about, okay, well, if I'm heading towards this, like, like, for me, whenever I would, like, I haven't, I would like I'm trying to think of the words that I want to use my brain is like um <laughs> um when you're like traveling to a specific region you like try and think about like what it's gonna be like, especially like your first playthrough and then you're like fuck it's not that looks like I gotta rethink this shit. <laughs> like it's so fun.
0: Exactly. Exactly. No, no.
1: Once we were many, now we are few. Hunters, killers of the world's filth. Witchers, the ultimate killing machines. Among us, a legend. The one they call Geralt of Rivia, the White Wolf. We meet again, Witcher.
0: Your Imperial Majesty. She's returned, Geralt, after all these years. Are you sure it's her? Yes. And she's in danger. Witnesses claim the Wild Hunt follows her. You must find her. And when I do, what then? I shall give her what she deserves. There's just there's just a lot of of depth to everything that you do, and you can build Geralt however you want him to be. I mean, there's actually specific uh, pieces of equipment in the game that you can hunt down that are going to be better for different play styles. So if you're not like me, if you don't want to do the magic, maybe you want like a really lore accurate Geralt. You know, you can invest those tokens into other areas. Uh, the scene that he the, the the ability that he uses in 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 the first episode of the netflix series where he he uh cuts an arrow in midair with his sword uh he can do that in the game you just have to equip it as an ability yeah after unlocking it so oh, we love him yeah <laughs> let's see
1: I mean, I, I'm just, like, Henry Cavill is, is and always will be one of my favorite actors. So, like, just getting the chance to talk about a, a work that he's accomplished and the fact that he gives a shit so much about, like, this. Like, I I feel like in a lot of aspects, there are a lot of actors and even voice actors out there that don't really fully dedicate themselves to the craft as as others do. Um, Henry is a really good example here in The Witcher. Um, Johnny Depp for... Um, Captain Jack Sparrow. For me personally, um, Lance Reddick for silence, Um Fuck that. That hurt to even say his name because so sad that he passed. Aww,
0: um. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. Um. But Lance Reddick in uh, as as silence, he really dedicated himself to that. I feel like there's there's a lot of a lot of moments, especially. I feel like The Witcher is like one of the greatest greatest examples of like somebody who really gives a shit and dedicates themselves to the craft, and it's like something that you've never really like on that level of dedication unless you're like a gamer and, and like henry cavill is just like us and i love that i love the fact that he's the biggest fucking nerd on the face of this planet
0: oh 100 that's why i love him so much too like
1: yeah you know he
0: he is just uh you know and it's kind of sad actually too because it's like okay so he's not doing the witcher anymore and he's not doing superman anymore what is he doing
1: he so he's gonna be in that ungentlemanly warfare, and then he's going to be doing something else. What is it? It's my brain. Why is it not? He's got some upcoming stuff. Um.
0: Oh, we'll just look it up. Um.
1: All right. I know he's got Argyle coming out. Let me. Let me hold on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not that he'll ever hear this, but Henry, I'm gonna stalk your Instagram. <laughs>
0: I mean, just looking at his, like his upcoming filmography, he's got yeah, Argyle, Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare, and uh a Guy Ritchie action film, apparently yeah. in, in the works. Um and then uh looks like he's gonna be in Warhammer. Squadron forty two Warhammer. Okay.
1: Yeah, he's gonna be in a um a Warhammer um live action. And he's obsessed with Warhammer, so like I'm super happy for him on that front.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, good. I'm glad I'm, I'm glad that Henry Cavill's like one of those guys that actually like petitions for roles that he loves. Um and and I can Oh def- yeah, he
1: can- heard about this and he like spammed the director and he was like if I don't fucking play Geralt, I'm going to blacklist you and he was like, "Oh, fuck. Okay."
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know, like and he's just so perfect. I, it it since it's, it's so much now that there are uh I've actually seen quite a few mods for this game that uh change it to where you have uh Henry Cavill's likeness.
1: Oh, that's beautiful. I need that. I really need that.
0: Right? Jason, thank you. Yeah, yeah. So if you're playing this on PC, uh that is something that you can do. You you can be Henry Cavill and you, uh, with mods. And I can definitely see why he fell in love with this game. It is definitely one of one of the one of the greatest games. Uh, Of all time, even. Uh, And I'm only, you know, a certain part of the way through the game. I don't actually know uh, what my completion is. But, you know, I'm trying to complete as much as I can in each area. Like I said, I'm just having some issues where, like, you know, I got to the point where those Skellige side quests, and I'm still trying to complete Novigrad, but those Skellige side quests are just getting uh, lower and lower in proportion to my actual level. Like I'm like double the level that I'm supposed to be. And those quests aren't going to give out any experience. So I'm like, okay, fuck, let me go travel over there, but let me go wrap up a few things here first. So I find myself riding across, you know, the Novigrad region. And before I know it, I'm on the other end of Velen uh, going to some Niflgard outpost. uh, That just is this massive thing on the map. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Oh, Oh, and it's just like rows of barracks and I'm like holy shit. Uh and there's this it's like quality
1: time with Roach. It's fine. <laughs> yeah.
0: By the way, why is he so mean to Roach? Uh,
1: I I don't know. Um but he's he's just an <laughs> asshole to, to Roach.
0: In the game specifically because I don't think he acts that way in the series, but in the game he's like, "Move no. it." And I'm like, "Bro." Yeah, chill. He's like, "No." <laughs> I feel bad for the pool horse. I mean, he always comes no matter where you're at. He's there immediately at your beck and call. He comes at your whistle. Uh, you can you can uh, fall off a bridge with him and land in the water and Roach will come back as soon as you whistle.
1: Yeah, no, he's definitely the best mount in any video game for sure. Like, Let's be so fucking
0: for real. I don't know how the fuck he got to Skellige but he did. He did. He got to Skellige with me. <laughs> and he he just well
1: i left you in fucking Valin, but whatever <laughs>
0: <laughs> like i'm just like yeah man i did you did you charter did you charter a ship here like i don't know bro like yeah that's incredible yes. that is you know you i'm sorry Opona. roach is is actually the mvp
1: uh yeah no it it's mm-hmm i and and The fact, so I guess in the lore, it's kind of like, I'm going to use a generic Disney reference here because I can, but I, I, I don't know if you've seen Jungle Cruise. I've not. Okay. So basically, um, there's like a cat and like, he names the same, the cat, the same thing every single time. Okay, Um, so like
0: Geralt and Roach. And
1: it's, yeah, it's, it's like Geralt and Roach. I, I don't know why. I just love it so much, but it's like, I, I. Love horses and video games. Let's be so fucking for real. Everybody knows that like horses are my thing. When it comes to like, if if I could choose like a companion animal, um, because like all of my vehicles have been named after a Disney horse, right? But the fact that I love Roach more than Shadowmere says something. If <laughs> Roach is better than Shadowmere, oh, okay.
0: Those are and I fucking love Shadowmere. That is a hot take. I'm
1: fighting words to myself, <laughs> yeah. but like. Shadowmere, like, you can ride the back of a dragon unofficially and be fine, and it's casual, and Shadowmere can fall out of the fucking sky, and it's fine, but Roach will be there even if you're fucking mean to him. <laughs> that says something.
0: I know. Roach is just, he's just the, uh, he's the ride or die, man. And Geralt, you you better take better care of him, you know? I, I know that you're just going to name the next one Roach, but but this particular Roach, the one in this game... Like treasure, treasure your time with him because that that is to breed him. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like make his
1: babies as smart as him. (laughs) Please.
0: That being said, I I do feel like the horse controls are a little awkward, too. Like I had some difficulty with that. Roach gets stuck in places. Uh, There's a handy little jump button that just allows you to just fucking jump like 10 feet in the air and get out of where you're It's fine. It's casual. He just levitates.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I love that. It it definitely has. It's very Skyrim, um, as far as like the horse horse yes. mechanics, but it's it's fine. It's
0: fine. Yeah, and and at least he does the thing that they that we've seen in a lot of you know uh more recent you know open world games. In fact, where he just kind of follows the road if you just hold down the button, which I oh I would love appreciate. That. Yes, because that's how it should be. You know, you you don't have to tell a horse where to go. A horse is just going to follow a road. Like that's natural. Uh, my only problem is that uh roach doesn't seem to take the, like the like the auto path doesn't seem to actually go in the direction of the quest or whatever uh waypoint i've selected on my map it it just picks a direction no, no that's definitely
1: subconsciously roach's revenge is he's like mm, no fuck you i'm gonna go to the right instead of the left i you just were mean to me <laughs> i just
0: wish that it could either like you could either have it like like there i know like assassin's creed did it to where like he hit a button and, and the auto ride will actually follow the quest marker um or just have him just if he's going to default to a certain direction instead of it being random i'd rather it be like the quest marker or my waypoint on the map one or the two but it is what it is you just have to pay attention while you're riding uh even combat and combat on the horse is just like you might as well just give up it's it, it 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 it's a little clunky and but it when you do pull it yeah, off yeah. it's cool as fuck like when you just slice a dude's head 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 off on horseback like fuck yeah,
1: yeah. at one in ten <laughs> time that you do it, it it's fucking awesome but the other nine times you're like roach the fuck let's go run away please go
0: yeah so. and then the horse is getting scared and you know you gotta okay all right let's just get serious here um but yeah I mean I mean it is fun whatever it happens in fact speaking of the like dismembering. Uh, I was surprised with how brutal Geralt is with some of these finishers. I mean, there's even items you can equip that can increase your chance of dismembering.
1: <laughs> yes, he's the best swordsman on the continent. Absolutely. That's why every single time somebody
0: picks a fight, I'm like Yeah.
1: Guess I'm in my villain era. Stop, bitches?
0: Why the fuck are so many people just like ready to go toe-to-toe with a witcher? That's what I want to know. Like are you right if
1: i saw a witcher i would run for my fucking life i'd be like nope there is something near here that does not need to be here i am gone goodbye You're hot peace like (laughs) no
0: that that being said i've heard in the books um geralt in particular is much less superhuman like apparently he is humbled by a dude with a stick who breaks his knee and his knee is like broken like the rest of the books or something uh Video game Geralt just kind of shrugs a lot of things off, but his body's just like covered in scars. So It's
1: fine, it's, it's fine. fine.
0: Yeah, yeah. Geralt, Geralt, Geralt doesn't like What's it
1: called? Into the, uh, the, it's called something different in in every. And I'm thinking of Hogwarts, and I can't remember the name of it, but I want to call it the Maiden Chamber, and that's wrong.
0: What's the function of it?
1: Uh, basically, where you can like upgrade. Oh, just like You like go into that chamber and it releases gas.
0: Trying to think if there's an equivalent of that. And I don't know. I know I, I do like the upgrade system, like like just going and like picking like what abilities and we we touched on that earlier. Uh and it's yeah. tantalizing because you're like, oh I kinda want that, but I kinda want that, but I kinda want that. <laughs>
1: It's hard too because it's, especially if like I know for me, like when it comes to like games like this where you can kinda a little bit choose your playstyle, I get kind of indecisive and I feel like that's the point that puts me into a rut. Um because like I wanna I wanna play, you know, the game as it's intended, but when I it gives me too many options and too many different playstyles, I feel like I always end up trying to go back to stealth. Um <laughs> and not every main character is stealth. Like, Geralt is definitely not sneaky at all. He's got too big of shoulders for that, because he carries the whole fucking universe on his shoulders, but it's fine.
0: I don't even think there's a stealth mechanic in this game.
1: Uh, No, no, there's not, because he's a big, giant fucking brute whose footsteps sound like someone stomping, like a fucking temper tantrum.
0: It's not his style, but, you know... No, it's not. I I think it's kind of cool, actually, because a lot of times you you have to sit and think and like, I'll try to make a decision based on whether I think Geralt would make that decision. But I think all the decisions in game are picked as things that like are in character, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like, yeah.
1: Yeah. I feel like there's versatility, but it's still just like, how would, how would you, if it really does pull into the role play of like, how do you think Geralt would react in this situation? Or how do you think Geralt would handle this situation? Which is, is epic
0: but the the one in white orchard the tutorial area that one's unavoidable and what's funny is like i i, I was i was getting heated you know and he actually has basically a butcher of blaffickid moment and uh but like i was getting heated cuz these guys are just giving this this uh innkeep a, a a hard time and then they're giving geralt a hard time and they're fucking racists and oh yeah and then uh You know, like they just they come at you and it's self-defense and he just brutally dismembers them. And then like the reality sets in and like the entire uh, inn is covered in in blood and there's like, you know, Mm -hmm. heads rolling around and stuff. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I just did this.
1: Oh, shit. I'm a fucked up individual. (laughs)
0: And that one's unavoidable. There is a later bar fight that you could actually avoid doing. Although that innkeeper was much yeah. nicer about it, he was much cooler about it. That bitch, the one I saved in White Orchard, she comes back later, or maybe it was one <laughs> of the other villagers, bitch. and and she comes later in Novigrad, and she's like, she starts just talking shit about you, and I'm like, dude, like I saved your ass, like you Fucking saw what went down, oh. but whatever, yeah, um, that and that's the point, right? That's that's how you're supposed to feel you know, about it and, like, about, like, the persecution he faces, you know, and it's not like he necessarily chose this. I mean, I, 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 I'm not 100% certain how, like, because I know, like, they take them as children. I'm assuming that there's some consent involved, like, Geralt had to be like, yeah, I'm going to undergo this training, but, like, as a child, like, do you really know what you're doing, you know? And and I don't, I actually don't know how consensual it is. I haven't actually gotten to that part of the lore, but...
1: It's 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 so I mean you'll you'll kind of see and and I feel like some people will disagree with this but it's kind of like Yennefer's experience um in, in the Netflix series where she's kind of it's it's kind of a forceful thing um like like yeah. Din in the in the Mandalorian you know it, it's kind of like you know it's like do you really okay. have any other choice like would you rather be with this or would or try and figure out your life like you can you can find something to hold on to.
0: Okay, fair enough then. I like guess yeah. like
1: when you're, when you feel like you're sinking and drowning in the world, this is what you can hold on to, or you, you have no, no sense of direction, no sense of self, no sense of, of knowledge. This is, this is the best option for you. And it's pretty much the only option. This is your way out.
0: Then, yeah, it's like he really didn't get a choice to be how he was. And I, I think the game artistically presents that actually. And I, I think, well, I, yeah. I think this is going to be a a good talking point when we get into like the story aspect in part two, but Mm -hmm. uh, that was Mm -hmm. something that I, you know, experienced in game. And a lot of that is determined by the choices that you make, too, you know, and you can decide how much you want to get involved. Because of that bloody incident earlier in the game um, later, I was much more reserved and I tried to avoid fights, you know, because basically you're just giving the people fuel to hate you. But then there's that section where, like, it, when you get to Novigrad, where they start, like, where they burn the the Doppler and um and the sorceress, and like, I just i i i quick saved, and then I just started beating those guards down. I just started fighting them, and I knew I was gonna reload it because I was gonna regret it. But I had to. I had I had to butcher every soldier in that area, and mind you. Uh, I've, one thing I found out is that guards are always over leveled like they're always like a few levels over you so that that way like and they all and they just keep coming and so like you're not intended to be able to fight them and you can't loot them in fact and they they they, they always respawn like they always come back uh, to life apparently that you don't actually kill them but you knock them out yeah I, I I did actually beat those guards to a bloody pulp and I felt good about it and then I reloaded so I don't lose money.
1: Fair enough. Um, I looked it up because I couldn't remember the exact number backtracking a little bit. In the trial, of the grass is uh, three in ten children survive. So, yeah. yeah. It's like once you once you become a witch or even as a child, it's like, mm, well, you know. What That's do you do?
0: right. I remember hearing that too is that it? it, it it's, it's like yeah, it's like mm-hmm. a three in, three in ten chance that they can even survive. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. So you're surrounded by all these boys that you make friends with and then it's like, you know, you all go through this trial and seven of your friends are going to die. It's Like, you know, you kind of, if if you you know you you go into this blindly and then it's like how how do you move forward you know after you you go through these trials and then okay well there's three of us left what are we gonna do, so
0: yeah yeah I can't imagine
1: I feel like it also adds to the complexity of Gerald uh, of Gerald in the way that he is some people say Gerald some people say Geralt. I try to say Geralt um because I feel like that's the most accurate way of saying it but that's yeah.
0: the way they say it in game that's the way they say it in the series so, yeah uh, I suspect that that's the way it's supposed to be said. <laughs>
1: can Joey bateman Fuck you need a next I really want to get i i I hope that we get more into like the ties between like the show and the game in the next episode because oh my god, there's a lot of ties and there's a lot of funny moments and yes
0: yes uh yeah even uh some characters like uh, dandelion slash yaskier uh i, yes. I think we we'll we'll, we'll kind of get into yeah. that into the next episode <laughs> um Actually, we'll start to wrap things up on here because we're about forty-eight minutes in now, and my computer is going to die. It's at nine percent. Um, <laughs> so uh, we'll 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 sort of wind things down, but uh, we'll just talk about one more thing as far as as the gameplay goes. What is your favorite thing about the gameplay? Like, what's the most fun mm. part of it to you?
1: Just Honestly, exploring. I, I and and I feel like that's me, and, and I feel like I say that about any open world game that we choose. But this this game really makes exploring like fun, and it's it's a, a different concept. And it's like you said. There's something to do everywhere you go. There's always something going on around every corner. It's so fun. I I love doing all the the quests. I feel like every individual character is unique, and it's not just like a plain Jane. Like oh, let me pick this up and da 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 da. Like every single aspect, every inch, every sound bite, every graphic is individual in this game, and I love that about it.
0: One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, like, the exploration is top fucking tier. Like, it just hands mm-hmm. down. Um, I, and, you know, Tears of the Kingdom may very well be my favorite video game of all time for uh, various reasons, but if we're going to strictly compare, like, the exploration aspect, I think The Witcher Threes is actually better at, at strictly at, at exploration, you know? Um, just, Any
1: immersion, I feel like.
0: Yeah, and, and I know that that's a really hot take, and maybe I need to finish the game before I say that, but um, of course, I'm not, I'm not. That's not even including like the sandbox aspects of Tears of the Kingdom. Maybe Breath of the Wild would be a more apt comparison there. But
1: yeah,
0: they're on par with each other. Anyway, at least in terms yeah. of like exploration, um, this game fucking has.
1: Yeah, it. no, I get what you mean. It's, yeah, it, yeah.
0: It, it's 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 totally fucking there. Like you said, there is always something to do around every corner. Like you know how many little question mark icons I have on my map. A bunch, oh,
1: and yeah. I don't even want to go the after them
0: because I'm just going to over level Geralt more. But it's going to be fun, I think, in the post game to just kind of go from place to place. And I like to even just go and like scope these out, and you know, just kind of planning it out and, and and looking at where I'm at on the map and what am I going to accomplish while I'm here. That might actually be my favorite part of the game is just the planning aspect of it. Just just how yeah. maybe that just that just particularly appeals to my mind and what i like but when it comes to exploration when it comes to difficult boss battles you know just the preparation aspect the strategy behind it uh is i think you are very type
1: a so that tracks
0: yeah (laughs) exactly (laughs) so I, i think that's my number one favorite thing about it but we'll talk more about the witcher 3 wild hunt in part two Uh, We'll specifically get into the story, the characters, and anything else that we missed uh, during this discussion. Uh, And maybe even talk a little bit more about parallels between it and the Netflix series and the books. Maybe I may even try to see if I can start watching uh, or reading some of those short stories.
1: I think I'm going to – they're on my TBR, and I might just have to bump them up on my TBR. Sorry, Iron Flame. Um because I just, it, it keeps intriguing me, and the more, you're like, you text me about it, the more I'm like, hmm, can I read it? Can <laughs> yeah. I do it? Can I put away the smutty novels for, like, ten seconds and read the fucking literature? <laughs> like, like, do I need the smut? Yes.
0: <laughs> Love it. I, I haven't even read, you're doing better than me, I haven't read a book in forever. And I've been meaning to reread the Harry Potter series for quite some time, and I haven't managed to do that.
1: I read 127 books last year, I think.
0: Wow! You see, here I am just trying, yeah. to, just trying to reread old books that I really want to reread before <laughs> I even move on to new stuff.
1: I'm telling you, dude, get a fucking Kindle, bro. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's it's. Well, worth I'm,
0: it. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, like I think the last book I read was Inheritance, the the last book of the Inheritance Cycle. I think that's the last like novel Damn. like I read through, um, and that was in like Damn. high school, so. Uh, yeah and <laughs> yeah so but the short stories i mean how how hard can they be i mean wh- how long does it take to get through a short story 5 15 minutes probably i don't know i don't know how long they are but it, they're not like novel it all size. it kind of
1: depends so at least if you yeah. go through the,
0: the the short stories and then i think the novels come after that in the chronology
1: so it's six fantasy novels and 15 short stories
0: yeah there you go so okay. Maybe, maybe I'll check it out. Hopefully, at the very least, I'll have completed the game. I don't know about 100%, but if I have at least completed, like, the main quest and done most of what I'd like to do uh, before that, then we'll, we'll be in good shape. But we'll catch you guys on the flip side. Uh, we'll uh, try to have that out as soon as possible. I know this episode is out late. This was supposed to be out last month. Um We're gonna kind of visit our schedule this month and see, you know, if we need to make any adjustments as far as that goes in order to to get everything out. But expect The Witcher Part One and Part Two out as soon as possible. I mean, Part One is already out. You're listening to it, yay! Um, (laughs) (laughs) I feel better in your situation than I do right now about the whole situation, and we're going to also have out our two-part anniversary special on Fable 1 and Fable 2, uh, since our pilot episode was Fable 3. Uh, Megan, if you're interested in that, I know you have an Xbox. I'd love to have you on.
1: Yeah, I, I was reading our, our schedule um, earlier today, and I think I will definitely have to delve into that. I'm almost done with Hogwarts, which is taking up all of my time because <laughs> and sallow. Oh, and okay.
0: all that um, take that energy and let's put it in the in the uh in fable yeah no 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 i'm take, saying take how you feel about hogwarts legacy and i want to hear about it in the year in review episode
1: Ooh, i can def do that because i've got i've got i've got some tea. i have tea i can <laughs> do that let's do that
0: all righty so the,
1: on, brain think of things
0: the 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 year the year in review episode will have out very soon um that's going to be uh just kind of a review of everything in 2023 that we wanted to talk about but didn't get a chance to so uh whenever we can get that recorded we'll do that um collateral cinema is doing a similar thing on collateral cinema we should have uh both uh part one and part two of our indiana jones trilogy episode out uh by the time that y'all are listening to this um or at least part two should be coming out soon so Uh, stick around for that if you like movies and if you, or if you listen to collateral cinema, the other side of the, uh, collateral media coin, find us wherever you get your podcasts. You can also check us out on social media. I'll have links available, uh, in the show notes. So, uh, yeah, go check us out there and also check out our Patreon, uh, where we have, uh, if you donate any amount of money, you can get access to exclusive Uh, let's play video game commentaries and uh, we'll get some more out soon because Zach actually has a capture card now. uh, And I know he's been wanting to stream some stuff so we can probably finally get some more uh, Patreon content out, which is going to be great.
1: I know I've been talking about that forever too. And I really, really need to just do it and bite the bullet and fucking send it. (laughs) I've been talking about that forever and I have some stuff recorded. I just haven't released it or edited it or anything. It's just hanging
0: out. Really? Really? we'll take it. Yeah. I mean, it, whatever you have, send it to me and like I can I can I'll put it on the Patreon. I'll package it together uh and have that out or or figure out what to do with it. Um I think very soon uh, we also wanted to do a uh, Tears of the Kingdom focused bonus round episode um sometime Ooh. soon. Um we have a lot of content though cuz we've got to play catch up right now and then Uh, There's a lot of new games coming out. I know we're going to be covering on our Game Launch Review episodes uh, both the Apollo Justice Ace Attorney Trilogy. Bo and I have already been been playing through that. And then also Persona 3 Reload. And then Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is coming out as well. So we're going to be covering that too. Uh, And I believe we are going to have a guest host on that. Um, I believe Andrew uh, guested with me on our Fire Emblem Engage episode Uh, will be joining me for that. Uh, Andrew Orozco from uh, Geek News Now.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So yeah, stick around for that and more. Uh, I think we've uh, been bullshitting long enough. So uh, we'll see you in part two. Never enough. It's never enough. The story is never ogre. I'm sorry that I just reminded you that that thing exists, but it does.
1: Thank and- you for that. It's fine. My brain is now burning. <laughs>
0: Well, uh, until then, I've been Ashley Chancellor,
1: and I have been Megan Gomez,
0: and this has been Collateral Gaming. Shook his love. Shook Adios, is friends,
1: see you next time.
0: Drop a coin Stop. to your Witcher. <laughs>
1: <Stop> right now. <laughs> yes.